how to get my money back And someone said it drowns a memory Oh, but it ain't doing jack Yeah, I've been sipping, I've been buzzing Shooting doubles like it's nothing All but nothing makes you go away Sitters, this is Tyler Rolfe along with Joey Edge. Sitters, what's good? And Chris Martinez. What's happening, man? And we are front porch sitting. Joey, how's it going? That was a good job, Tyler. You didn't say the correct words at the very beginning, <laughs> but it's okay. But you tried hard. You tried hard, and that's really all that matters. Uh, obviously, we have no Bradford Douglas again with uh, the situation we talked about last week. Kind of carried over a little bit. It's okay. We'll make do without him. No, it's not. You need to write hate mail to Bradford. I'm sick of this. Call um, in. Uh, yeah. Call in. I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of it. You're being politically correct. We're not doing that in 2022. I'm <laughs> sick of it. Tell Brad how much of a piece of crap he is for not being here two weeks in a row. Bradford, I am sick of it. Wow. Wow. Let's bring the energy. That's how, we're, that's how we're starting the show. I like it. I'm a fan <laughs> of it. Uh, yeah. So It is a little bit out of his control, <laughs> seeing as he does not have a vehicle. I almost offered to pick him up and bring him back, but then I didn't want to. Oh, we know that's not going to happen. Yeah. I just, you know, gas is like $16.38 a gallon. And (laughs) I know he only lives two miles from me, but, you know, that's four miles. So it's a long ways. It's a long way in in 2022. So now we're not, we're not playing that game. Sorry, Brad. I love you, but, you know, here's what it is. We'll, we'll carry the, we'll carry the weight. Pull, pull, you know, slack a little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm a big guy. I can carry some weight. What's uh What's on the agenda tonight, Christopher? Dude, we're gonna be heavy on um, phone the front porch. We have a like a handful of calls. Actually, there was quite a few. Actually, I think we're only gonna be able to get to like four or five. Um, we picked the we picked like we listened to all of them, but we picked the ones that we think kind of fit best with what we're going we're going with tonight. So we'll save the other ones for another day. Yeah, we'll we'll try to get to them. We do our best. We do our best. Yeah, and depending uh, on how many, how much time we have at the end, we may we may be able to throw some others in there. Yeah, there's some really really good ones. We'll uh, special shout out to we kind of relaunched or restarted up the Instagram page, and Tyson Ellis is out there sharing our most recent post. Like that's huge. Really appreciate that. And uh, Clayton Steinrich as well. Yeah. And uh, spoiler, he also called in. He did. He had he has two really good questions actually. I, I agree with with that statement as well. Um, yeah, big fan of those two. They've been they've been loyal to us for since the onset, really. Um, so thanks, thanks, gentlemen. We appreciate you guys. And Clayton, Clayton's uh, two series wins away from being on the show. Yeah, he he's two he, series. He reminds w- us pretty frequently too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as well he should. He's a he's a big Denver guy. So if the uh, the Lightning just scored as we were talking there, thank God, go go Bolts. Um, I didn't see it, but. My two counterparts apparently were watching the TV and both fist pumped and yesed without saying words. Literally, no one would have known. So thanks a lot. Yeah, well, I knew Snitch. because it it, th- it threw me off, and God knows I can't do two things at once. You know what you could do? You could give the ad read right now, JW Weaponry. I could do JW Weapons Weaponry's ad read if I could oh, say can. if I could say their uh, their name. <laughs> Anyways, JW Weaponry, what a wonderful place. Go see them. <laughs> go see them uh you can call if you want to but they really like it if you stop by 
They're the premier gun store, gun store of the South, and they are always loaded. This is why we need Bradford. Uh, I'll go ahead and give them the number since you don't know it. It's 386-243-8587. You know what number I do know? Tell me. John's. <laughs> but I will not do that. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a social experiment. I'm not going to text John, but John, I need you to come by the uh, front porch next week. Uh, I just need you to come by. <laughs> not going to tell you why. Just just need you here. So I was hoping you'd be here for the past two weeks, but you've been MIA. So John, he listens. He's awesome. Great sponsor. Great guy to work with and work work with. Uh, lockstep. But um, Johnny, come on. Come see us. Big fan of that. Um, so where do you want to start, Chris? You know where I want to start? Tell me. Well, I think he called in. We, we won't we won't get to it yet. But um, how about this? Let's start with your weekend. You're, you're coaching travel ball again. I am coaching travel ball. How's that going? Like you leave one one sport and <laughs> and and go to the same sport but a different uh, development. How how was your? And you can ask me how my day was because my day was great. But how was uh how was your weekend, buddy? My weekend was was very long. We had a good time. We we went to Auburndale. We had uh, 13s through 17s down there. Um. I coached the 14s, Benton plays on the 15s, so just so happened that they, they pretty much played at the same time all weekend. Oh, wow. So I didn't get to see him play a whole lot. I got to see him in the last game, which was which was nice. Uh, we faced some we faced some dudes down there, though, man. There were, there were some guys that could throw it a little bit. Um, and then my 14U, we played a team, I, I swear they didn't they didn't miss a barrel the entire game. Hmm. It was ridiculous. I mean, we, we threw we threw a couple of good arms at them, and they, were, they didn't care. They were just like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Here's a barrel. We're gonna hit it to the wall now. It was they're crazy. And then so our 15U played their 15U the next morning, and uh, it was it was a, it was a good game. They they threw a kid that was uh, about six three, one eighty. Oh, okay, yeah, fifteen. He, yeah, yeah, fifteen. He was eighty three to eighty eight on the gun. Jeez. Um, but he, but we we kind of we kind of hit him a little bit the second time around. So huh. I was I was proud of our guys there. And then the older two, the 16s and 17s, they both played well. So uh, it was a good weekend all around for Premier. We had a we had a nice weekend, um, and it was, like I said, it was fun. I was tired at work on Tuesday, but other than that, it was great. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Memorial weekend is always a good one. Um, we would be kind of remiss if we didn't shout out all of our veterans, active and and um, past tense. Uh, you know, I think most of everyone that listens to our show knows like the the idea or the meaning behind Memorial Day. Right. It's kind of a a somber holiday, if you will. But it's it's a good one. So we want to say thank you to all of our um, all of our vets for for everything to do for for us as a as a country and allow us to hang out and grill by the pool or in your case go play go play baseball in a tournament. So yes, sir, very um, good call. But yeah, weekend was cool. Um, celebrated that. Um, my wife Kelsey, lover, she decided um, she wants to paint the house. Oh boy. Yeah. So guess what I got to do today. Um, what'd you get to do? I got to pressure wash my entire house all day. So much fun. It's so, so much fun. How hot was it? (laughs) It really wasn't that bad because all of the water splashing off the dirty siding of the house and the stuff into my face. I was, I was cooled off, refreshed. You didn't didn't care that there was dirt there though. Did you at that time? What is it? You didn't care there was dirt there at that time. Oh no, no, no. Water right in my face. Couldn't see. 
Um, but yeah, I was cool. It was hot outside, but I was cool. But yeah, good <laughs> lord, man. So you know what I'll be doing the next couple of days. So if you're free, I got a paintbrush. I'll be at work. <laughs> I figured. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Tyler's doing, but I'll be at work. I'll, I'll talk to him off air. Okay, good idea. <laughs> we know you weren't listening, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that sounds like a fun time. Did you grill anything? Yeah, I know. Um, yesterday or no, this weekend I did. I I grilled burgers for the for the fam. And sausage for the fam. Nothing, nothing major. Just a little bit, like just a little slight work. It's you. always interesting when you cook for like a group of people. It is. Some people want their hamburgers like hockey pucks. Some want them like you know medium. So what, how do you how do you do that? What do you do? For, in start that one early. Yeah, I just start one early. Like whoever wants, if you want yours well done, I'll put it on the grill early. But you ask, how do you want your burger, or do, do they just tell? They're you? comfortable enough with me now. They'll tell me. Okay. Hey, I want it. No juice in it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, sure, I'll do that. But yeah, I, I don't ask. I don't ask. If you want it special, you gotta come tell me. Yeah, if not I, have a little pink in it. Yeah, that's that's how I am. I'm if not. It's a burger though. I'm not gonna underdo a burger. No, like I'm not gonna get medium rare burger. Like, no, nah. we're not the French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to eat that steak tartare. It's literally raw hamburger meat. It's real. It's a real thing. I, I believe you. I'm just not going to eat it. Oh, heck no. Well, Chris, this seems like as good a time to any to go ahead and get started with our uh, Phone the Front Porch segment. Let's do it. Which is always sponsored by Josh's Barbershop. Uh, go give that guy a, a text um, and get your appointment scheduled. 386-247-1430. He, uh, he's always willing to help the community out. Good guy. Great barber. Probably a greater guy than he is a barber, and he's a really good barber. Yep, going to see him Friday. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make a special adventure out there with you. He, does, yeah. he doesn't know that yet. Whenever he hears this tomorrow morning, he'll be like, Oh, this ain't good. This <laughs> this, this this ain't great. So he'll be all right. I know when that line bleak. Hey Chris, this is Shane Edge. I was gonna call and see if you guys could talk about a golf match that happened last week, uh, with me, you Joey and Zach Esmachip. Um, can you talk about the record of this said match or the matches that we've had and kind of go by what happened last week and who was, who was the best putter on the course in that day? You have a good day. Boy, I tell you what, there is one thing I love to hear. Shane Edge on the other end of the line. Yeah, he didn't even say my name, and that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. But that's okay. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, we can. We can talk about you some, though. Um, Shane, appreciate you calling. Love that. Yeah, I, I can expound on on the uh, golf match that took place. Um, I, I don't. I really, truly don't know where to begin, Joey. I, I think I'll start here. Shane and I, we won, ultimately. We, right? led, we led with that. I like it. Good call. Okay. okay. And then the second one is my partner, Shane, played in freaking Crocs the entire match. 18 holes in Crocs. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that. They were in four-wheel drive. We're going to talk about the Crocs. So, he, for whatever reason, apparently Crocs don't hurt his, his little brokey footy. And, uh, and so, that's why he played in Crocs. Let's not pretend like he's being disrespectful by that. That's the only way he doesn't hurt. I, I just think there's, there, there is an element of disrespect to it. Mm, he was no worse in Crocs than he was with regular golf shoes. What was going to happen? Because when he texted me, he said, I'm going to go play barefoot. What, 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 what would have been worse? 
Barefoot, right? Barefoot, yes. Yes. Yes, definitely barefoot. Okay. I would have been embarrassed. (laughs) The Crocs in four-wheel drive almost look like regular shoes sometimes in the right situation with with his socks that he had on. You could could almost mistake those for shoes from a distance. (laughs) Yeah. But not barefoot. Okay. No. Fair enough. I Um, I probably would have left. Yeah, so we played a – it's our third third time playing – and and Shane did ask the overall record. It is now currently three and zero, but this one was more competitive than than the others. I, I feel like I could be wrong with that, but no, it, I think it, it I felt think it more was. competitive. Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, me and Zach played okay. You guys played. You guys, you scrambled really well. And Chris was the, as Shane stated earlier, the greatest <laughs> putter in the history of the Country Club at Lake City on. Uh, on this past whatever day we played. I don't know about that. I did putt better than I normally putt. That's for sure. Maybe best ever. But your nor- putt on your putt on 15 saved the match for y'all. Because if you miss that putt, Shane doesn't make it either. No offense, Shane. And uh, and we win that hole and we go up by one. Yeah, that was uh, that was to, yeah because you guys already made it. I had to make it to tie. Right. Yeah. It was um that was yeah that that was a big one. It was uh it felt more competitive because you guys were playing so well. I enjoyed it more because we didn't have to use every single one of Shane's shots. Uh, when <laughs> no, we you played. hit the ball. You hit the ball much better. I play. Yeah, I played better, and I haven't played in like eight months, so it's weird. But it was fun. It was fun. More fun for us than for you guys. But that's because I got to be honest. I'm tired of giving you guys twenties. I'm really <laughs> tired of giving y'all twenties. That's three. That's three now. We're zero yeah, three. That's three. I've I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. Myself and Zachary are zero and three against you, you two guys, and. We'll run it back this week. I'm not. I'm not concerned with that. Yeah, we um, all played really good though. It was a good. It was much more competitive. Um, a much more competitive match, if you will. Hey, speaking of which, we are sponsored by the Country Club at Lake City, where they have a Saturday blitz starting at 8 a.m., a Sunday blitz starting at 8:30 a.m., and a Wednesday blitz all day long. Uh, right now, they also have summer camps uh, for golf and tennis. Sign up. By calling the pro shop at 752-2266. Ask for Dave if you have any questions. Another one. What's up, nerds? Coach Reed. Got a question for you. Got to pick four players total. All right, two on offense, two on defense from your rival school. Okay? All time to be on your current roster. So I want to see, or I want to hear Chris. He's got to pick Two Gators all time that played on offense, two Gators that played on defense to be on his 2022 Seminole team. Joey got to do the same, but you got to pick four Knowles, two on offense, two on defense. Fly around, have fun. Coach Reed, man, I appreciate the phone call. That's a good one. That's uh, that's tough though, Chris. I um. So there, there was there was a lot of a lot of things that I thought about because you know he actually texted us earlier, yeah. thankfully. Because if I'd have got here and heard that, I don't I don't know how I would have how I've done how I would have done this. Um, but he texted us a little bit earlier and kind of gave us a heads up of what was coming, so that helped me a little bit. Um, so I, I we have to take four. I have to take four Florida State guys, put yep. them on this year's roster. Yep. To make my team competitive. Correct. No quarterback. No quarterback. He didn't say it in the message, but he did text us. No quarterback. No quarterback. I wouldn't have taken a quarterback anyways. No offense. Oh, we got good ones. I would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. I, I saw a logo or a, a, a thing on Twitter about the greatness of Florida State's quarterbacks when Jimbo was there. 
And uh, and if you want, Heisman winner three first rounders, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, so I think I'm going to start on defense. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. You're going to give me your two on defense, and then I'll give you my two on defense, and then we'll switch to offense. Bet. I like that idea. All right. So for me, yeah, I, the first one's an obvious answer to me. Okay. It's Derek Brooks. We need a linebacker at Florida. Derek Ooh. Brooks is one of the all-time greats. Ooh. All-time greats. Yes, sir. So I, that one was easy. Yes. The next one was a little hard because I feel like D-line is probably the next position of need. However, when, when you can take away one side of the field, you have to do that, don't you? Yep. Yep. I know where you're going with it. So, I mean, it's got to be Deion Sanders. Oh, I like it. You give me Deion Sanders and Derrick Brooks on Florida's defense currently. Ooh, I'm I'm in. I'm yeah. all the way in. Let's do let's do this thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that. Um, I'm not gonna give you my two because it'll be too long. It's not the question. I like that though. I like that. Um, <laughs> I I, I want to know your two actually. I think for you guys, I would probably go Derrick Brooks as well or Marvin Jones. Either one, one or the other. Flip a coin. Um. Both played linebacker because Florida needs a linebacker desperately. desperately. Um, wow. The other one, yeah, we've been doing the show a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other position, I think, because of D line that you need, I'm going to get Timmy Jernigan. That was my. See, I wanted to do like an honorable mention. Yeah. And say Timmy because that was that's the obvious answer of like position of need. Yeah. Because I think Florida's okay at cornerback this year. Yeah. But uh, you need o- you o- need a you, okay and Deion Sanders is a little different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So yeah, I'm with you. That's that was Timmy was where I wanted to go too. Just one because he's a local guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, two. He's off, he was obviously really, really good too. Yeah, really, really, really good. Um, for me, I'll we'll, we'll we'll stay on this side of the ball. So you know what I say about defense is I want guys that can get after the quarterback. Right. Pass rusher. So I'm going Javon Kurth, oh, the freak. Such a good. Such a good. There. And we need the ends. Like, we don't have any. We lost Keir Thomas and Jermaine Johnson. Right. Two guys that had ton of production. We need that. Like, yeah. that will cover up the linebackers. That will cover up the back end. Go get me somebody that can get after the quarterback. Yeah. Javon Curse, he can do it. He was pretty good at that. The other one, see, I did my research here. I did my research. Joey, in my line, I have a whole entire piece of paper full of information. Can confirm. And it looks like it's handwritten. <laughs> it is not. Or not handwritten, but hand typed. And Or did you copy and paste? Oh, it? it's copy and paste. It's okay. straight, well, straight up. But it's stuff that I went and found. Yeah, you definitely okay. did. The other one, the other defensive player I'm going with is Jack Youngblood. Ooh. He has the coolest name ever, first of all. Right. Youngblood. Also played the end. Um Hall of I'm Famer, a, right? Hall of Famer. First of, ga- maybe the first Gator ever in the Hall of Famer. I think he, he is the first Gator ever to be a Hall of Famer. Okay. Um, he played in the Super Bowl in 1979 on a freaking broken leg. I actually knew that. He's my kind of guy. <laughs> uh, he is the first Gator ever elected in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is an original member of the Ring of Honor at Florida. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. That's basically it. He was just a dominant DN. Florida State needs that. They need somebody with that type of character and that kind of makeup that will play on a freaking broken leg. I'm with that. Give me give me Jack Youngblood and Javon Curse on both sides of my D-line, and we don't have to worry about covering too much. I don't hate that one bit. Um, can I give my honorable mention? Of course. Brandon Spikes. Brandon Spikes is a good one. I wanted him bad. I, I think we're okay decent, like decent at linebacker. He, him, him, like same thing. Like his his makeup, his like the way he plays the game. 
and how good he is, of course. But yeah, he's a he's a dominant. He's my kind of linebacker. Like when he eye gouged No. Sean Moreno, that's gonna get me in a lot of trouble. But when he did that in that first, like one of the first plays at Georgia TFL, yeah. yeah. I can't say what that did to me, but I love that. <laughs> so if I'm Florida State, if I'm you, yeah, I, I don't, I can't, I can't fault any of those three. Yeah, I'm going to go with a couple of different ones just because. Okay, but Alex Brown is one. Okay, because you need a guy off the edge, and he could he could go get it off the edge. Yeah, he was good. Um, I, I think him and Javon Curse paired together would be really fun. By the way, yeah, prime both of them because they kind of came after each other at, or. or Brown came after Curse at Florida. I think Alex Brown may still be the all-time leader in sacks at Florida. He could be. Like, if I was going to go some a pass rusher aside from Youngblood, Brown's a good one. But I almost landed on um, – and I know he's not an all-time great, so please don't kill me, Gator fans. But Jonathan Grenard. Right. Bro, I don't care what you say. That that dude could freaking play football. Absolutely. I, and he's he's recent. Like, he's fresh. Right. I almost, I almost want him to. But yeah. Alex Brown, Dante Fowler, like, good Lord. The the other the other guy I would go with could, just because you need a striker in the secondary, yeah, I might have to take Reggie Nelson. Yeah, he it, it, that's a can't <laughs> miss there too. He he would have been easily if I if I was gonna go if I was going to go on the back end, um, he I, he obviously would have been the first first yeah. pick. Yeah, but I think my boy Shaheen Brown and we may get exposed at safety, but I love Shaheen Brown. He's from Lake City, so I'm not gonna take him off the field for anybody. I'm with that. I can appreciate that for sure. Uh, go to offense, Joey. You mean to go first? I can go first. I want you to go first. Okay. The easiest one of all is Percy Harvin. Uh, it's not even debatable. Like, I don't, I don't care if we had five guys that could absolutely <laughs> get it done at the skill position. Running back, receiver, it doesn't matter. We don't. Right. So, Percy, plug and play. He, he, that cat solves so many issues by himself. Right. Just by being him. Um, the other thing, do I need to, I don't need to talk about Percy Harvin. Everybody knows nope. about him. Right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, 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 I yeah. could though. I have it right here for me. Um, <laughs> oh, here's one word that sticks out. Electrifying. Yes. Yeah. He's that. Yeah. He is that. Um, and then I had like a little bit of a struggle here, like a little bit of a struggle here for my, my, uh, next player offensive line, because that's what we absolutely need. I almost landed on Marquise Pouncey. Almost. National champion. He was dominant. Really, really good. Uh-huh. Um, but we need more like a tackle, a left tackle or right. <laughs> we need any tackle. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, I settled on, and you young bucks, listen up on my education because I had to educate myself. A gentleman by the name of our old school listeners, they'll they'll know this. Right. Lomas Brown. Uh-huh. Played in the early 80s. Um, he started for four straight years at left tackle. Um, he was the anchor of what most consider the best offensive line in Florida history. The 1984 offensive line was called, Joey, listen to this, the Great Wall of Florida. Yes, sir. Brown earned first-team All-American status that season as well. Um, he also was the first Gator player to ever win the Jacobs Blocking Trophy given to the SEC's best blocker. Give me that on my team right now. <laughs> um, Jason Odom also was an honorable mention. He's a dominant left tackle, also buddies um, with Shane. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like the story, the Great Wall of Florida. The Great Wall of Florida is that's, excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And a four-year starter, that's, that's like that's at left tackle, that's crazy. Yeah. So give me Lomas Brown and Percy Harvin to uh, try and sure up our uh, our offensive woes. I think with Percy Harvin and Jordan Travis back there, I think that's kind of scary. 
That, that, that's pretty electric. That's pretty electric. So for me, the first one was, was very easy as well. Yeah. Uh, Florida needs a playmaker at receiver. Florida State just so happens to have the, a guy that kind of like we were just talking about with Percy. Yeah, yeah. His name was Peter Wart. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was like Percy before Percy. Right. Without the 4-3 speed. Yeah. But still really fast. But still really fast and really quick in, in short spaces. Oh, yeah, he had that. Um, yeah. So Peter Wark was, was very, very, very easy for me. The next one, um, I went I went to several different places with this. Okay. And, and so my very first instinct was Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Because why 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 wouldn't you take Dude, he's literally one of the best running backs that I've, I have ever, like, physically laid my eyes on agreed and so why wouldn't you put that on your roster but i feel like florida's pretty good at running back like right now yeah and so i didn't i wasn't sure so then i started thinking a little deeper like maybe maybe go two receivers here yeah yeah and so i think i landed and i don't think i know i landed on a young man <laughs> that never actually played a down at florida state i love it yeah guy by the name of randy moss yes sir yeah Played an so, entire spring at Florida State. He did, but he never actually played a game at Florida State. So. All because he liked a little bit of marijuana. That's it. If he played today, he'd still be there. So you give me Peter Wark and Randy Moss. Oh. Pair them with, well, I don't care what Florida has. You just give me those two. Doesn't matter. On one offense in college. That's a lot of touchdowns right there, boss. Freak. Yeah, that's crazy. A lot of touchdowns scored with the, between those two. Oh, what so, yeah. could, oh, what could have been? What could have been? If I have to pick somebody that played at Florida State officially, I'm going to take Anquan Bolden because he was also pretty good. I don't know, maybe the greatest rookie receiver in the history of the NFL. Yeah, he's so good. But he had a long, he had staying power too. Like he did. He was told he was too slow, and then he just had like a 15 year career. Yeah, <laughs> 15 good year career too. Yeah, wasn't like he's bad in any of them. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? Yes, I agree. Yes, yeah, crazy. 100. Um, but yeah, so officially, I want Peter Wark, I want Randy Moss, and uh, yeah, let's go score some points. I like it. I like it. I think we That's just made question. our teams the heck of a lot better. That's a great question. I enjoyed that one. Oh, there's one name before we uh, before we go to the next one. One name I almost forgot. Give me Shane Edge. Not a no damn punter. <laughs> I want him at safety. Yes, sir. The pro- The reason I didn't pick him the first time is because like if he played now, he's only gonna play a half every other week. He's getting ejected. <laughs> This class, he's gonna he's have targeting every week. Shane, we played flag football, pick up flag football. Shane would get targeting in flag football twice. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So he's just a liability in the penalty area. So that's why he didn't make the first team, but he's right there on that. Uh, so he's the a second edge. teamer. Yeah, he's second team. He's right there on the if, edge. If I had say. to pick four, it's Shane Edge. Yeah. But he is right on the edge of uh, of that. Another one. Hey fellas. Uh, Clayton and I actually have two questions. One, uh, the first being, with the Golden State Warriors back in the finals, if Steph wins the finals and finals MVP, where does his legacy compare all time to LeBron, and where does he move into your top ten, or is he still not top ten? Second question being, I saw a tweet from Bleacher Report relating to the match today between Brady and Rodgers. And Allen and Mahomes, it says, pick four athletes from any era that you'd want to see hit the golf course together. Two-on-two, unfiltered shit talk. What four guys are you picking? I absolutely love that question. Both of them. Clayton is gold on both of those. Killed it. Um, Killed it. 
We'll do them in, in the same order that he asked them, Joey. Uh, I'm going to let you handle the – well, I'll let you start with the, the Steph Curry-LeBron uh, Curry comparison. Okay. So if Steph wins the MVP of the finals and obviously has to win the finals in that scenario, where does that put him all time? I, uh, let's talk about the LeBron comparison first. I don't think he catches LeBron as far as legacy with, with, a, with a finals and a finals MVP. I, I just don't. I think LeBron uh, is, is so polarizing. There you go, polarizing. That I don't think it matters that he's got four NBA Finals and three MVPs or whatever it is. Um, although it, I I do think that this Finals and this MVP would would put him in a category of the elites of the elites. I think that does bring him to the top ten. He the, the man just changed the game completely. I totally agree. So let me ask you a question. Because I, I agree with everything you just said, and, and I'm not sure of the answer, but I want to know what you think. Is there anything that Steph Curry can do in his remaining, not it's not going to be long, basketball career that will allow him to surpass LeBron James, like, legacy-wise? Yeah, I think if he, if he, if he wins one more. Really? I do. Even legacy-wise? Like, what will be remembered and what will be talked about? Because that's what a legacy is. And I'm not sure that I'm not sure that he can. <sighs> and, and here's see, why. Here's the thing, though. Okay. Here's the thing with this. So many people talk about how much Steph Curry has changed the game, right? He's changed the game. He's done this for the game. He, he's made the three-point relevant, made defense irrelevant, completely made the center irrelevant in the game of basketball. Like, Steph Curry did that himself. Yep. Nobody else helped I him agree. with that. He did all that. Yep. When you look back at LeBron James's career, what has he done to change the game of basketball? I don't know that changing the game and legacy are the same. I agree with that. I agree with if that. If they were, then I think then then there's probably like a real conversation. I I like I said I agree with that. My thing with with changing the game is that is part of what makes Steph Curry's legacy is he did change the game. Like LeBron is just LeBron. He did a lot of great things and he's done a lot of great things and he's been a great player. He I've said from the beginning of time, talent-wise, there's never been a player on this planet that's walked on this planet that's been better than LeBron James as far as talent goes. Not one. I agree. Unfortunately, he'll never go down as the greatest basketball player of all time because of the way he played the game as well. I think in LeBron's like moments of dominance, they were just like unfathomable dominant. I'll buy that. And I think that's the reason – like that's the reason – that we that we think about his legacy is like he did he did play on championship teams, he in in his moments of dominance. Oh my God, he was dominant. Like for me, the reason he won't be there for me, like at the very end of it all, above MJ and Kobe and whoever else, is because like what you just alluded to, like the 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 games against the Mavs where he was a no show. Like I'll never forget that finals where the Mavericks weren't as good as his team. And they beat him. He was a right. no show. Right. My thing with LeBron, and uh, we can we can go on this soapbox for a long time. But my thing with LeBron is when he when he, when they went to Miami, that was Dwayne Wade's team. That yeah. was not LeBron's team. I agree. You, I mean, you can say it, you can twist it, you can. No, all and of it, you LeBroniacs can do whatever you want to do. Yep. But without Dwayne Wade on that team, they don't win. I can't say the same if, if if LeBron James isn't on that team. I'm not sure that they still don't win the the whole, the whole thing. I don't think they do. I won't. Go I that don't far. think they do either. Right. 
I don't think they do, but there's still a small chance. Right, okay. Without D. Wade, there is no chance for that team. I agree. Dwayne Wade was the leader of that team. Yeah. Fast forward a couple of years to LeBron's third title. He had Kyrie. Yep. Carried that team in the finals. In moments, in moments. Well, he hit the biggest shots of the of the finals. How he did, that? but so did Ray Allen for the Heat. Like, if they don't hit, if he don't hit that shot in Game Six, they it's over. It is over, and they yeah. lose that. Yeah. So the only only one of relevance is the COVID year. Oh, the you talking about the Lakers? They won in the bubble, right? Oh, I don't so, count that. So his that fourth title to me that doesn't count was the bubble year. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So I don't. They, they all have this little asterisk by it, right? All of his titles. <laughs> I'm just saying. For you, I can't get behind the other ones. I'll, he's the champion in the other ones. But the the Lakers one? Oh no, sir! No, 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 no. He ain't no, having no. that one. He can't get. No, 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 no. Not not for me. In my record book that I keep, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't. That does not. I can't. Yeah. No. 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 So no. you think, regardless of what Steph does in the next three to four years, he he's he's not getting. He's not jumping LeBron. Regardless. No, and, and I'll tell you why. And here's why. And I don't want to get really long on it because this is an easy conversation to get really long on. Um. I think LeBron's legacy has less to do about championships than than it does to do about like who he is as a basketball player and the, the longevity of his career and like how we saw this coming since he was 16. He was on Sports Illustrated and he lived up to all the hype and he never made any mistakes really off the off the court and if he did, we never found out about it. So his circle is tight and and he's a great father to his kids and they're now like going to be very good at basketball too. I, I think his legacy is. Just I think his legacy is just different. I, I think it's yeah. I, it's not tied to championships. And and I know there's there you're gonna have your faction of people that are like, nope, he don't have the right number of championships. He's not the greatest of all time. Whatever. That's not the conversation we're having right now. The conversation we're having right now is like legacy. Yeah. He will be remembered. He will be talked about whether you like it or not. That's something you have to deal with, I guess. I don't I don't particularly care for LeBron. Um but like legacy wise. I'm not sure there's enough championships that Steph Curry can play in and win that's going to allow him to jump LeBron as as like legacy like as, wise. Like, yeah, maybe as most decorated player. Okay, of course. Then there's conversation, but I yeah. just don't know that he can. I just think I just think he was so polarizing and for has so, been and too, for so long. For so long, yeah. like, he still is relevant. I think I think yeah, I think you're right. Actually, come yeah. I just don't know there's anything he can do. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I really do. I um now top ten. Steph Curry's in my top ten right now. Um, probably really, really freaking close. I think he's really, really close. I think if he wins Finals and Finals MVP, he goes to top ten for me. No, he's definitely in. Yeah, definitely. In I don't know 10. that I can find ten players. Yeah, hey, it's close. He's, I mean, he's like he's like nine to eleven probably. I have I didn't give that part that much thought because I was focused on the legacy side of it, but um, Steph has been. Better longer than I thought he would be. 100 percent agree with that. When he came in, I, I didn't think that he was big enough no. to really take the, the nope. NBA pounding that he was going to take. Uh, but he's he's definitely one. He's bulked up. Yeah, and but, the NBA officiates the game differently because of Steph. Then yeah, they 100 percent do that. They're going to protect him. And he's also the greatest shooter that's ever walked this planet too. So that helps too. Correct. Um, or at least the greatest shooter I've ever seen. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody better, but. I don't know. I, I think I do think that Steph is probably top ten if he wins Finals MVP and in the in the finals and gets gets his fourth ring. Um, but I, has, I think you I think you swayed me on the legacy. I don't think he. I don't know that there's a, a way 
as far as just legacy goes, that he can surpass LeBron because of everything that you said earlier. Yeah. I think you made a great case for LeBron. Good job. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Let's go ahead and answer his next question because I really like this one. Huge fan of this question. Okay, so the match, like we're all familiar with the match, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, do you want to outline it really quickly for like some of our listeners who may not be familiar with the match? Yeah, I'll let you do that. Okay, so basically <laughs> the match is like, it's not even a pro-am. It's just amateurs. Right. They're not pros. Um, they're pros, just not at this sport. Yeah, yeah. They're not golfers, not professional golfers. They are pros. Like Tom Brady... Like, for example, it's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Right. Like, the four best quarterbacks. Well, that's actually a segment coming, not tonight, but down the road. But those are the, in my opinion, they're in the top five of uh, <laughs> quarterbacks. They're foreshadowing. Um, but anyways, so they're playing, and, and it's like a friendly, but it's competitive. They're competitors. They're trying to win. Of course. So Clayton's question, just to recap, was, what is a matchup that we would like to see in the match? From any sport, any era. Yeah. Everybody in their any prime. Any sport, any era. I think that part's key. Yeah. Although I didn't go too far back. I'm, I'm still pretty current with mine. Do you want to give your first uh, pairing? Yeah, I'll give my are, first. Are you Is yours a pairing and like a matchup? Like so-and-so versus so-and-so? Yeah. Okay. I have one of those, and then I have a team I would like to see, and I don't care who the hell they play against. <laughs> I have, I have, I have one. I have two different matches I want to see. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah. Let me let me see your let me hear your first match. So my first team, and I feel like I don't know. This is almost cheating in a way, but I want MJ and Tiger Woods. Okay. On the same team. <laughs> I like it. I don't know if they even make it to the match. If we're being quite honest, I don't. I don't know. Oh. If, I don't know if they make it there. But if they do, is it like pre-wreck Tiger? Oh yeah, this is this is like two pre-wreck tigers, like before his wife caught him in Orlando and bashed out the windshield and stuff like that. Yeah, that tiger, that tiger. Yeah, they don't make it to the course. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No shot, right? No. Oh hell no. But if they do, oh man, it'll be fun. Oh, it would be fun. And and do you want me to go ahead and tell you who I want him to play against? Uh, yeah, yeah. So obviously LeBron. Oh, you have to. You have to. And I don't care if LeBron's good or not. It doesn't matter. I want to hear the trash talk. Oh, MJ's going to kill him. Big time. <laughs> and then just to settle the debate, I want Tiger versus Jack Nicholas too. So Ooh. MJ and Tiger versus LeBron and Jack Nicholas. Oh, I like that. I like that's intriguing. Okay. My matchup is obviously I, I'm going to have MJ in it. I, Every, I think everybody that ever like listed anybody <laughs> has MJ in this thing. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Give me MJ. MJ and John Daly. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, a lot of cigar smoke. I don't know if they make it to the course the next day. Either. Oh, hell no. <laughs> John Daly will. He's played on, on a, a binger before. He'll oh, be fine. Ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> a lot of Miller Lights drink. Big fan of that. My money's on that team, by the way. Doesn't matter who they play. Right, exactly. The other team I want to see them play is Kobe Bryant. Okay. And Tiger Woods. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. Because Kobe can talk. They also may not make it to the course. <laughs> you see something in common here? <laughs> oh, but yeah, Kobe and Tiger versus Michael and John Daly. Oh yeah, it's premier. Wow. It's a premier matchup there. Wow, that's that's who wins? Um, MJ and John. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know how good Kobe was at golf. Does MJ, it matter? No, he's going to compete. I don't know. I really don't know. I wish I could see that. I want I want Tiger and and uh and Kobe. Yeah, Kobe Kobe can talk trash too. Him and MJ talking trash will be electric, incredible actually. 
You'd have to have a pay-per-view channel. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I would pay for it. Oh, damn right. I don't care what the you price is. You can have, is. like, the edited version on one screen, but I'm gonna, I want the one that don't, don't bleep out anything. That's the one I want to listen to. What's <laughs> your other matchup? My, <laughs> I, I tried to do a, something a little different, and I kept coming back to the same group of people. Like, the, in, every time I would think about somebody, I would always come to the same group of people. But it, I got a little different in there. I, I don't have any golfers. I want Larry Bird and Steve Smith. Ooh. Trash talking central right there. Versus Yeah, they will also fight you. Right. Versus Magic Johnson. Oh. And Jalen Ramsey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I don't have a pairing for these guys. I just have like just this one group and I don't care who they play, it'll be great. <laughs> Charles Barkley yep. and Shaq. Yep. I would love to see them play against anyone. It, I don't care. You want them on the same team? Oh, I want them yeah. on different teams. I don't care. <laughs> Just need them on the course together. I need together. them playing golf. <laughs> How I have it drawn up right now is them on the same team, and I don't care who they play. Why did we go so many NBA guys here? Because they're fun? I don't know. I, I don't either. I don't want golfers. Baseball players are kind of reserved. Like, I, I couldn't think of a baseball player off the top of my head from any era that I was like, I want that guy. Maybe Pete Rose, I guess. I, I was going Rose. to say Pete Rose, but even then, like, eh. It's just, I don't know. I really do. That's a, that's a good question into the question. And then, like, football guys. I try to think of some football guys, and I was like, eh, I mean. I mean, the easy ones are, like, Mahomes. Um, like, I, 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 kind of old. I want Kermit the Frog looking. Like, I want someone, <laughs> I want someone that's going to talk trash. And maybe maybe that's it, Joey. No, we, maybe it is because we know the NBA guy. Like, obviously with Smith and Jalen Ramsey, like, I know they talk. Oh, they're going to like they're, 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 they're going to chirp. They're going to talk. Like that was Steve Smith's big thing is he he got under your skin so bad, and that's why he would like that's one of the reasons he could beat you. He was also a pristine route runner, but he could beat you because he annoyed the crap out of you. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey does the same thing. Like he gets you out of your game because he talks so much, and yeah. that's that's very well documented. So it's easy for me to say those two, but overall, it was I don't know. The NBA is so it's so much easier to see when somebody's talking trash, and there's so much more audio of that. Yeah, so I think I that's probably why it's easier with the NBA. But that was a fun question. I enjoyed that question quite a bit. In fact, I want anybody and everybody to answer it for us. Yeah, if, please, please, please tell us. I this that's a fun one. Yeah, that's a, Clayton. Well done. Well done. I need I need everybody to tweet it though. Tell me your answers. Another one. Hey guys, with the uh, run that the CHS baseball team made and, and Joey being a part of that, you got me thinking. Uh, wondering what your guys' best memories are as a player and or coach uh, during your days. Uh, you know, both of you played at Columbia, both have coached at Columbia. Chris, you can also use your Union County days too, but I just started wondering what's the best memory you guys have from playing and or coaching over the years. Enjoy the show. Thanks. First of all, Coach Hosford, thank you for that call. Um, we're going to get to that in a second, but I feel like this is as good a time as any to talk about our another one of our local sponsors, Brian Sports. Uh, great people, local, like I said, stay, you know, he's been here his whole life. So definitely want to support anybody we anybody local, but especially Brian because he supports us. Good dude, great dude. Um, runs, a, runs a great business over there. Give him a call at 755-0570. And on that, Chris. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you. I don't know. Do you want to go player or coach first? Because I feel like we there, there's 
So let me ask you a question. I, it, awesome. Thank you, Trey, for the question. It's a, it's a really good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay local with with mine. Have more 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 years here, more time here. So there's more memories um, here <laughs> currently for, for the time being. Um, do you want to, Joey? Do you want to go player or, co- or what was more difficult for you? Was it the player? more difficult was 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 player to answer to for figure. me? Yeah. Same. So like, you go coach. Huh? I, you can you can toss it to me and I'll go coach because it's really easy for me to figure out which one which one. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go there. I think the easier answer for me was like as a coach. So right. let's start there. Joey, go ahead. What was <laughs> is your favorite moment as a coach? Yeah, so um I feel like this answer is pretty obvious, but the 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 walk off the walk off win against uh Lincoln to send us to the final four for the first time in school history was uh it's pretty special. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't even if we even if we were to win a state championship somewhere down the line. I, I don't know that I'll ever get that feeling out of out of my like that. Just the situation, being a part of it ten years ago, and 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 being a part of it as a player going to the second round. So I went to the second round as a as a player. I was hurt at the time, unfortunately, but that's neither here nor there. Right. And then second round as a coach. Um, and that was the furthest that we had ever been until, until, uh, or I'm sorry. And then we went to the third round as a coach in, in 2012. And that was, that was, that was really fun. That was neat going to pace and Addison Russell and the, the hoopla and, and, and pace in general is just a baseball factory. And so, you know, we get there and, and seats are set up. So that was a fun memory, but like all of that definitely takes a back seat to, uh, to that feeling of going to the final four. And like I said, even if we ever, if, if we do win a state championship one day, which I hope we, we have that opportunity to do soon. Um, man, I don't, it, that, that was, uh, that was about as good as it gets for me. I don't, I don't know if I, if I can never top that for any, any reason, honestly. I'll allow you the right to reserve <laughs> your state championship reaction. Right. But for now, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you have that. I like that. That's, that's a good one. That's what I thought you would go with too. Like I was there for that. So, Man, yeah, that was that was a uh, whew, that's hard to put that in words. You did a good job with that. Um, for me as a coach, it, it's hard because it's really not that difficult. I've talked about this before. It's been a while. I maybe haven't gone into it as detail, like as much detail as I'm about to. But it was the bowls game for me. Yeah, going to bowls, um, we beat them over there at their place. Um, I believe it was their homecoming, maybe. It was. Um, yeah, we were their homecoming. Uh, they had Mac Jones, Heisman Trophy winner, plays for the New England Patriots now, was their quarterback. I just actually showed these two boys um, some DMs from me between me and Mac Jones. Um, pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool little <laughs> exchange. Agreed. Uh, he was a high schooler then. <laughs> he wasn't the uh, NFL quarterback he is now. Um, but I, I, I think back, Joey, to win – so we won, We went over there and won. Uh, we picked him off three times. He threw five interceptions that year. We had three of them. Two went for touchdowns. Um, two pick sixes against mm-hmm. that guy. Uh, one ball is still sitting in my man cave or in my office currently. Um, a bowls football uh, that he that he threw to us. <laughs> we kept those. Um, but I think like when, when I turned on the film, so we meet every Sunday, and I remember – 
I start watching, and like one thing about bowls, they're gonna have like a million formations. Like yeah. they're gonna formation you to death, but they're right. gonna have their like stuff, their bread and butter, like the stuff that they like to run out of a million different formations. But you may get like like power lead, like you're gonna the same type of runs. They're just gonna formation you to death. And I knew my defense that year. Like I knew we were physical as hell. Like I knew that they played with their hair on fire. The last thing I did as a coach, what I wanted to do was like like slow them down like make them think right so i remember watching film and i remember like i was just watching it with like me and a couple of coaches and i remember thinking to myself like we might like we might we might get them like every week you think you can win of course but like yeah after you start watching and studying film and breaking it down i i like the more and more i watched the more and more confident i became as a coach and i remember like telling you in a very select few like I think we can get them. Right. I really think we can get them. And no one thought we could, but I swear on everything I love, everybody in that room knew we could get them. I can confirm that that week was really, really simple. Yeah. I can confirm that you definitely told me that. Yeah. So fun fact about that year, that was the only game, the only game of the year that I missed. Oh, did you really? I did. I missed that game. Damn. That was a good one. I was getting text updates from, uh, from Trey and, and, uh, Jared, I think Jared Scott was there, and there was a couple of a couple of guys that went, and uh, I was getting text updates, but I also so I found, I guess wherever whatever radio station the Bulls has, I found it on uh, iHeartRadio or yeah or whatever whatever one of the apps, and so I was listening to it on the way up. I was going up to Atlanta, Georgia, because I had family up there, have family up there, and uh, I listened to it the entire way up there, and it was really it was really cool to hear. From the beginning of the game, them talking about you know Columbia is pretty good, Columbia this, Columbia that, and they were they were pretty respectful at the beginning of the game. But by the end of the game, they were like, "This Columbia team is different. Like yeah. their defense is insane. Like they they fly to the football. They got eleven guys that go get it. The offense is the fastest core of receivers that's ever ever seen Florida high school football. Correct. Like they they said all that. It wasn't just me thinking it. Like yeah. I knew it. But yeah. When they when they confirmed it, like. Because they they got they got they got beat down pretty bad that game. Yeah, we beat the brakes off of. We um, put every we put. I think that's when we put like the state of Florida on notice that we were going to make a run that year. A hundred percent was the game, and that's why for me, like as a fan, I think that's why it was it was and and not just a fan, but a, you know a, a friend of the of the coaching staff. Uh, right. So I had I had a little bit of invested interest in it, um, but that's when I knew like that team could be special. Yeah. Like there was moments where it was like eh, it could be, and then that one was like the the cement. Yeah, it solidified it. It kind of all came together, like everybody bought in. I remember my 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 goal as a DC that game was do not handcuff my guys. Like my guys are better than your guys, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Like uh-huh. was my mentality. Yeah, but and, and, and in most games that was true. So I my goal was like do not overcoach. Like I know they're going to have a million formations. Just make sure you can line up and be sound, but keep it simple to where your guys can can fly around because i knew if i allowed them to fly around we would bloody their nose right and that's exactly and that's what we did 100 percent what happened um that was my favorite game to coach in like they disrespected us to at the beginning of the game no offense to females but they ran out a female kicker one captain she was a female kicker that was it not any of their like normally it's like your captains like the right. leaders of the team no they ran out just one female kicker what, like whatever. Maybe they didn't mean it as disrespect, but we damn sure took it that way. <laughs> um, and then we proceeded to, to 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 beat them down pretty pretty bad. But that re- was my favorite game. Do you remember the final score? I do not. I, I really either. don't. I remember it was a lot to a little. 
Because I remember thinking, like, that whole year, if I remember, if I gave B.A. in our offense, like, the ball back, that was seven. Right. Well, we didn't give it back because we scored our own touchdown. And I knew they were in trouble then. It was – I'll look it up, but it was – um, it was a <laughs> – it was not in doubt. Like, I, we had backups in at the end of the game. Right. Yeah, so. it was definitely – it was it was it was not close. I remember that. No, it was like thirty five fourteen maybe. No, nah, like I think that. I scored in the forty. I think it was forty seven to because you oh, had two Jesus. pick sixes. Yeah, uh, another interception La- and a fumble. Yeah, Latrell returned to kickoff for a touchdown. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Mike Mike Jackson had two touchdowns receiving. Yeah, we we uh we killed them. Yeah, we killed them. That was a that was my favorite one as a coach. Let me ask you a question before we go off to as, as a player. Mm-hmm. You're you did not mention the game that you guys got knocked out in. Right. But that was a bigger platform. Is there, is there anything differently about that? Because I'm, I'm asking this question because there is something that I would do different in, in my similar like circumstance. And I'm, right. I'll share that with everyone. Is there anything different about, I know it's more, a little bit more fresh. Um, you're recently removed, but is there anything differently how you prepared or is there anything that you would do differently in that game? In the Final Four game, yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, I I don't know. I I, I don't think that there's a whole lot that we could have done differently. I, I, maybe the day before, during the during the the day of, as far as the game goes, coaching wise, I mean, baseball is not really something that you you scheme for or whatever. So I. I can't say that I would have done anything differently. I think we threw our best guy that we had a, that we felt like we had a chance to win with, um, and I would I, I think that we would do that again today. I don't I don't think that changes. So now nah, there's not a whole lot as far as the actual game itself that we could do different. And the reason I chose the game before that is because it's from in front of the home fans. Like, of course. Well, so when we went to the final four that same year, we beat Bulls. Uh, we played Vieira. Yeah, I and mean, I've actually like had conversations with their head coach. He's now the head coach at Baker. Um, Baker County right. local. Um, we we talked we've talked about this game before, and he he shared some interesting insight. I, I, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but one thing that's different with football and baseball is like for baseball, you guys were banged up arm wise. Right, you had a couple arms that are really really good arms that just simply weren't able to go. But that right. doesn't necessarily change how you practice. I remember the Vieira week. We had some receivers that were – and then that, like you just talked about, like they were so good. Yes. And they were a little <laughs> bit banged up, so like bumps and bruises, like to be expected in week 14 or 15. Um, but I remember like those guys, we, we weren't able to practice how we had normally practiced, and it's to no fault of anyone, but we just weren't physically able to be as, as dominant and as hard and tough at practice – um, as we had been right in the weeks leading up, that's just normal wear and tear. Like it just is. That's the difference in high school and college. So high school, we just you can't, you just can't. Absolutely. In college, right. there's backups and you can keep guys fresh with rotation, but you're not able. We don't. We're not afforded that luxury in high school. And I just remember that week leading up, we just weren't able to be as physical and tackle live that we have like that defense that we had in that offense would you heard Mike Jackson if you haven't listened to that episode go listen to it when he talks about those practices being as physical or more physical than the games he's not lying like (laughs) 
<laughs> we we missed that. We missed our edge a little bit. Like we weren't able to physically do that. Like our defense, their their mantra, like what they broke it down on was bullies. Right. They were bullies. They didn't want you to enjoy this game. I don't. We don't want you to go back on that bus and and be like, man, that was a fun time. Yeah. No, no, no. Even if you, you win, I want you to be miserable. Right. I want you to hurt tomorrow. Um, not injured, but hurt. Like it want we want we want right. you to know that you played us. But we weren't able to practice that way. So, like, that was the one thing I wish it was different, and I'm sure you do too with your arms. I wish I wish we could find out what the outcome was if we were healthy. And that's, But that's the name of the game. They weren't healthy either. So Right. So, I guess it's not necessarily anything I would do differently. But that's one thing that stood out to me as a coach that I'm like, I remember being nervous about it in the time. Yeah. I was like, man, we haven't really tackled live like we normally would because, like, our – it just truly wouldn't allow. Like we weren't healthy enough <laughs> yeah, to do that. Exactly. We were just kind of piecing it together. No, when you've played 15, 16 straight weeks. The way they played. Right. The way, Especially the way they played. Exactly. They played balls to the wall. Like, Every They just play. weren't healthy. Yeah. So that 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 was uh, that's why I didn't pick that game. Yeah. That one, that, that one still haunts me a little bit. I can tell. Yeah, it bothers me. Yeah, and it should. It, but I still haven't watched that film. <laughs> don't. I never will. No, don't. What about as a player, Chris? What What is your favorite memory or moment as a player um I, that's a tough one yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, like that was harder for me than the coach me coach too. One was easy like, way harder like i knew immediately like you asked me when when i heard trace question i was like okay easy boom bulls like it's that i don't yeah, i'm sure one day will be surpassed when when we go win something more meaningful because that was a regular season game but right now like that's where that one is um i'm gonna let you go because I've got I've I've narrowed it down. I haven't quite settled on one. I'll let you um, tell me your most meaningful game, or the one you enjoyed the most that stands out to you as a player. Right. So I, there was several places I wanted to go with this, and I wasn't sure exactly which way I wanted to go, and I'm still not sure which way I want to go because I don't know. It's just different as a player and a coach. But as a uh, I don't know. I guess as a player, my favorite memory or moment was probably at Huntington College. Um, my freshman year, the only year I played baseball there was my freshman year. Um, halfway through my sophomore year is when I had the surgery, and so that I didn't play anymore after that. Um, but my freshman year, we were we were in the, the, the conference tournament, and uh, things had been pushed back because of rain, and we were getting the field ready. It was, it was actual misery. Um, so we're, we were the host team, and – you know, every time you know, when it rains, we don't have groundskeepers in D three baseball. So you go do it. You flip the tarp, and you get the field ready, and you use the shop vac, and you dig <laughs> trenches to to make the water run out. Like we did all that, right? And so uh, we we did all that, and we had to end up having to do the 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 semifinal game and the championship game in the same day. And so I threw the semifinal game. We won. I threw. I think I threw an eight inning game. I don't know, but I threw like 140 pitches, which was a pretty normal thing for me. I did that quite a bit because I, I I threw a lot of a lot of balls. I like to <laughs> I like to make things interesting. Go three two a lot. Um, but I remember telling them like that that moment was pretty cool. Like getting to the the, the conference championship first time we had been there and maybe maybe actually as a D three program because they were a like a Christian college something another before that. Um, but it was the first time in a while we had mm-hmm. been to the conference championship. Um, and I, I told my coach after the game, I was like, listen, I, if it gets close in the championship, it's like five hours later, but I said, if it gets close, I'm going in. And he was like, no. And I said, well, watch me. I said, you're not going to keep me off the mound. And so five hours goes by. 
we're in like the fourth inning of the game. Our starter's struggling a little bit. And I told him then again, I said, I'm ready. Let's go. And he looked at me and he just he shook his head no, like you're an actual idiot. And then he looked at the head coach and the head coach said, send him. Went to the pen. So I was pumped. I was like, yes, sir. I'm going to get to throw the damn <laughs> con- or the semifinal and the final in the same day. No normal human being would do would, would want to do that, but I did. Anyways, starter ends up going complete game. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, he goes complete game. So I throw in the pin every single inning. We win the conference championship, dog pile. Excellent night. So, so much fun. Um, so, yeah, that was probably my favorite memory as a player. Uh I like that though. Just just because just because like you could tell it meant something to everybody on the team. And even though we were we were all from different places, like I was from Florida, a lot of them from Alabama, like there was there was it meant something. And it meant something to the coaches and everybody was invested. All yeah. thirty four of us that were on the roster and twenty five guys that traveled, every single one of us were invested in it and it was it like I said, it meant something. Like we legit all thirty of us went out and and hung out after the game and partied it up or whatever but yeah so that that was that was pretty special that was fun i think that's like the common theme when we talk about these teams that we love to coach or love to be on or like when i get to the one i'm talking about it's like literally the same thing it's like you hear it all the time like buy-in 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 we're trying to new coaches i'm trying to get buy-in right we're trying to weed out the ones that don't want to buy in 100 the best teams ever are the ones, I don't care what level, what sport, it doesn't matter. It's the ones where the people are invested, like it means something to them. Uh-huh. It's bigger than them. It's about the team, and they'll do whatever the hell it takes for the team. Like, those are the best teams. Like, that's the recipe. It's not a secret. The hard part is trying to find it. That's exactly right. Um, for me, I think my, and this is this is difficult. Like, I've kicked around some different ideas. Like, I... There's I played uh, one game at Orange Park. Remember I, it well. I probably had my best game. Not but probably. It was, it was meaningless though. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it may have been. It meant nothing. Like we beat the hell out of them. They were they weren't good. They they weren't great. You're right, but it was still meaningful. Like you had, I think it was 21 tackles or something like that. Yeah, I think I had like 21 tackles and a sack or something like that. But. Yeah. It was, but it was a great game. But it is, it, it, so that one doesn't work for me. Um, I and here's the crazy one. I start like thinking about all like my football games, and I I just kind of like omit baseball games. And for whatever reason, I have a hard time finding. And I know there were some um, baseball games that were more meaningful than the one I'm about to tell you about. But like for whatever reason, they're not in like the my memory. JT Clark, he listens. He'll probably be able to, he'll probably be able to tell me about a game that I liked more than <laughs> the one I'm about to tell you because he was my coach then, along with Andy Bennett. But the one that stands out to me that I had probably like the most I don't know the most memorable game was we played at Live Oak, so it already means more. Right. Um, those of you who aren't from here, like or don't listen or aren't from Lake City, we don't like Live Oak. No. Nah. Um, Columbia baseball does not. Um, I was a freshman at the time. I was like the second or third string catcher. I had just got pulled up to varsity as a. I, I played like I well, I never played a game of JV baseball, but I got pulled up. Um, like it was like one of the first games I got pulled up. JV was, had, I, think, had, I think it was the first game of the season. It was the first game of the season. Yeah, first yeah. game of the season. Um, Mike Kirkman is pitching for us. He's like so tall, lefty, 
90, low 90s yeah. from, the, from the left side. Yeah, which was a thing back then. Now it's, it's you know, yeah. I guess it is what it is. But back then that was, that was that, special. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I remember going to their – and they were really good too. Yeah. Uh, they were they was like their team was loaded, like loaded, loaded. Um, I was a freshman. <laughs> it's like literally like a, literally like a 14, 15-year-old kid. Um, and I remember watching the first, the first pitch of the game. Here's a crazy one. First pitch of the game, like goes to the backstop. Mike throws it like ninety four or something like that. And no, and no one it's not hittable at all. Can't even catch it. Well, the next, the first hit or at bat of the game, the center fielder for Lila, the leadoff kid, over the wall, boom, yeah, solo shot. I remember looking around, going, "Oh my god, Mike was our like superhero, <laughs> right?" Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, you're not supposed to do that to Mike. Like, if that's the leadoff guy doing that, we're in trouble. Well. Whatever, the game progresses a little bit. In, like, the second inning, I'm, like, monitoring whatever. Our catcher catches the ball wrong, breaks his thumb. So they look at me, and they're hey, go to the bullpen. <laughs> I remember looking around. I'm like, man, Mike's cruising. Why am I going to the bullpen? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're fixing to go in. I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't believe myself enough at the time. Um, I hadn't caught Mike. I didn't know how to catch that type of velocity. I was like, what the – and in this game – yeah. Um, but anyways, I end up catching him, and there's like a bajillion scouts all with radar guns behind, you know, like watching Mike. Or I'm pretty whatever. sure we posted that picture after Mike's interview. Yeah, there's yeah. a picture. Yeah, we have it somewhere. It's on our Twitter. Um, anyways, end up catching Mike. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play bad. I didn't hit well, but I wasn't. I was not there to do that. I no, was so there you were just not. to keep it together. Yep. Um, ultimately, we end up winning. Mike hits a two run home run over the pine trees in right field. Um, so we won two to one. He gave up the leadoff, the leadoff home run, and then nothing else for the rest of the game. And also hit a two-run home run to win the game. I was just part of it, but I, I just that one that one stands out to me probably because it was traumatic as hell. Yeah, I was traumatized by that one one thing, and then we'll we'll be we'll wrap it up. But one thing that sticks out about that game, where I, I was like kind of like welcome to the show, kid, was a block third strike. Um, so I block it up. Normally, you have a little bit of time yeah. before you got to throw him out at, at first. Well, Ross Arantino, the same the center fielder, same kid that hit the home run, he comes out of the box. And I remember blocking it up. And I didn't, like, lollygag to it. It was near me. But I remember, like, just kind of, like, working my way to it. And I pick it up and I look up. And he's, like, three-quarters way down the line. And I'm like, oh, my God. I have to throw it as hard as I can to get him out. But I remember thinking, like, if I don't get this guy out on a strikeout, Mike is going to kill me in the dugout. <laughs> like, what the hell? He, I was like, he, he's not supposed to be that fast. Like, what just happened? There's a block third strike. I look up, and he's almost at first. Yeah. End up th- I end, we end up getting the out, but that was like a, a wake up. Like, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I have a couple of honorable mentions, but they're all basketball from high school. Like, my, my favorite memories from high school, I don't know why, are basketball, though. See? For me, it's football. Yeah, but I know there was better games than baseball. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's I don't know that's the way I am too. But um, yeah, we had we had some fun times in, in basketball with with Mr. Hosford. I remember one practice where he he decided he was gonna um gonna gonna hack some some people when we were doing two line layups and uh, yeah that was that was a fun practice. It, it really was it was awful actually. It was actually pretty miserable, but it was very memorable. And uh, I, if I if I remember correctly, we didn't we didn't go up 
with uh, with with no intent the next game. Like we it was we were going through people because we were petrified we were gonna die the next practice. So uh, it was that was that was fun. That was a fun practice. Um, I remember I remember uh, and my man Chandler Collins will definitely be able to to attest to this one. I remember getting benched on senior night. Um, after after I put up. What kind of catch and throw was that? Why didn't you get behind that? What a clown. Golly. Anyways, um, so senior night, my senior year, I got 12 in the first quarter, like 12.7 rebounds, something like that in the first quarter. I'm kind of feeling myself, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've caught an alley. I didn't dunk it. I laid it up because I was a pansy. I was scared that I was going to get pulled if I didn't flush it. So I, yeah. I laid it up, got fouled on the play. I'm in the stands giving high fives and stuff. <laughs> I'm feel, like I am really feeling myself this yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's early in the second quarter. Early, early in the second quarter, I block a kid's shot, and then I probably stared him down. And by probably, I definitely stared him down. And I'm, you know, I, yeah. I actually didn't say a single word to him. He, in fact, said good block to me. Oh. And I said thank you. And that was that was that. And then I, next thing I know, I'm getting pulled. Now the team we were playing was Fleming Island. They weren't very good at basketball okay. at the time. We were up by probably 17 or 18 whenever I get pulled. Yeah. Um. And I never went back in the game on oh. senior night. Twelve point seven boards in the first quarter. I couldn't. I couldn't go get my career high, which was like eighteen, I think. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. It hurt my feelings so much that I'm. I'm talking about it tonight on Front Porch City. Who benched you again, just for clarification? Thomas Earl Hosford the third. Wow. Full name. Oh my god. That's who it was. <laughs> You're gonna get. We're gonna get a text message early in the morning, <laughs> cussing you out for that. <laughs> yeah, we had some good memories in the, on the on the basketball court. Me and me and Coach Hosford. He may not remember them as well as I do, but uh, yeah, there was there was some good times we that's can reminisce a, on. <laughs> that's a good question. I, I enjoyed that. Trey, thanks for listening. As always, appreciate that question. That was a uh, that was a fun one. A little trip yeah. down, a little nostalgic trip down uh, memory lane. Although my memory's bad, I couldn't. I had a hard time with the one as a player. I did too. Coach was easy, obviously, but yeah, coach, we have, well, yours was really easy. It's very recent, but like player, well, that was that was tough. Hey, actually, Trey, Coach Hosford, Mister Hosford, Principal Hosford, whatever your name is these days, I need you to uh, to either text or tweet us your favorite moment as a player and a coach too. Yeah, no, 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 I don't want it in text. I, I would rather him tweet it, but he yeah. doesn't tweet it very often, so I don't know if he'll do that. But yeah, I want I want to hear about Coach Hosford's favorite player or favorite moment as a player. And favorite moment as a coach, or he can come to you can come to the show next week and talk about it if you want to. I'm good with that too. Either way, he's kind of due for that, isn't he? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been, it has been a while, about a year and a half probably. Hey, you want to know what something I found? Uh, we're on basketball. It's kind of found found comical, and we can probably wrap this thing up. Yep. Did you see where it it was somebody just kind of like mentioned or or said that both K uh, Kyrie oh, and yeah. KD yeah they left their team mm-hmm. to join forces. Those teams that they left are in the finals. Is that surprising to you? No, I just I just absolutely hate to see it. Just hate to see it, huh? Oh my gosh, it breaks my heart. Hey, real quick, who do you have in the finals? Um, probably the Warriors. But if the Celtics were to get it done, I would not be shocked, and I would also be okay with it because they have literally, uh, Spolster said it best. They have built that team. The, like the old school way, if you will. Right, the way you're like supposed the to. Way yeah. it is, the way that it was intended to be built. Like, 100%. Not instant gratification. They didn't go out like the Lakers and sign big or whatever, or in Lakers' case, sign old. Um, <laughs> they went and built. They went and built. They drafted well. They developed. They built. And then like 
they stayed together, stuck it out, and like now they're they're having the opportunity to reap the benefits of like all their work and their so like honestly like I'm probably pulling for Boston. I love the city of Boston. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I think let me redo everything I just said. All right, Boston Celtics for me, <laughs> just because I like I, I like the Celtics. I, I want I want to root for them. They're the they're the favorites in Vegas by a pretty pretty wide margin. Is it a wide margin? Yeah, I thought it was minus one forty. It may be. I don't know. Maybe it was a fan poll that I saw that had them like eighty six percent to fourteen percent or something. Oh, that, like that. was ESPN. Oh, yeah, that Vegas makes sense. does not Vegas does not have those odds. That that makes sense that it was ESPN because they're awful. But yeah, ESPN has those odds. I, if you if you talk for just a second, I'll tell you. The I'll odds. talk for just a second. So I think it's a fun series. I think both teams play actual basketball, and so you'll see a lot of sets run. You'll see team basketball. You'll see guys get back on defense for the most part. Um, you'll see you'll see a lot of a lot of actual basketball being played, and I'm excited about that. So I actually will watch as much of this series as uh, as I've watched in a while. I think. I say that, and it'll probably be seven. It'll go to game seven, but there'll be seven blowouts, and it won't be fun at all. So, hopefully, that's not the case. But I like. Uh, I think I like the Celtics too. Maybe. Why, why do you like the Celtics here? Can you can you explain like a little bit, a um, little bit more than just I like the Celtics? Tatum and Brown, it's, yeah. they're, they're matchup nightmares. Horford's actually playing the best basketball he's played in like two or three years. I don't know where that came from. Um, and I think Marcus Smart has the ability to uh, to defend Steph. Well enough. He's the X factor, I think. I think he's the X factor too. However, I, I it wouldn't shock me to see the Warriors win. I, I think you know it, Draymond can kind of match up with the, with with both Tatum and Brown. Um, I think he can kind of rotate between those two and, and kind of play enough defense there. And then if Steph gets hot, man, he he's unguardable. Same with Clay. Like you can do what you want to. Clay a little less than Steph because Steph can create himself, but but. Man, when those guys get hot from the three-point line, it's uh, and then you add Jordan Poole in that, which is now a, a, a solid, like true player in the league. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it'll be a fun series. I think it goes to seven. Hopefully, goes to seven. And uh, give me the Warriors in seven. How about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm with you. So according to Caesar Sportsbook, the Warriors have opened. They opened. Now it's not current, but they opened as a minus one fifty five favorite. The Warriors did. The Warriors did wow. over the uh, over the Celtics. I know. I thought that'd be a little bit weird as well, but the Warriors opened as a minus one fifty five favorite over the Celtics. Okay, interesting. Didn't see that coming. Oh well, we're good. Yeah, I think we're good, buddy. Well, that's going to be it for tonight, sitters. This has been Tyler Rolf with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez, and we are front porch sitting. See you next time, sitters. Yeah, I've been throwing down the whiskey. How to get my money back. And someone said it drowns a memory. Oh, but it ain't doing jack. Yeah, I've been sipping, I've been buzzing, shooting doubles like it's nothing. All but nothing makes you go away. I need something you prove. Something stronger than I'm used to Yeah, I've been pulling 92 on hard It feel like nothing's gonna cut it That's the hard truth Yeah, I need something you prove Oh, I need something you prove Put them up till they shutting them down, yeah You never ain't out of brand, yeah Don't matter what time or town I can't get you gone Turn the bar, yeah
looking for something that does it I give them all my money, ain't nobody selling nothing You prove something stronger than I'm used to Something wrong Cause I've been working hard to fade your memory Baby, but the only thing faded is me I need something you prove Something stronger than I'm used to Yeah, I've been pulling out into a heart I feel like nothing's gonna cut it That's a hard truth